1: Welcome to Friday's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. My name is Craig Fowler and I'm joined on this occasion by Tony Anderson. Here we go. And this is one for the OGs. <laughs> Those that have been listening for 10 years. Probably about 10 of them. It's Alan Bloody Temple. <laughs> oh, wow.
2: As, uh, there's nothing sadder than the sound of a solitary clapping on a microphone. No, uh, that was a was a lovely welcome, and it's uh, no very very nice to be back. I'm slightly uncomfortable with. Uh, I feel like you're cash writing checks that this performance won't be able to, to cash. But um, yeah, well, let's see how it things goes. Things have shall changed we? a lot since the last yeah. time like, yeah, I imagine. Chris, no kidding. Oh <laughs> <Well>, yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, the, pod- oh, the podcast has turned up the nonsense factor quite a bit. Turned it up to 11, probably. That's, yeah.
2: that, that's quite okay. Yeah, as yeah. far as glorious comebacks, I'm thinking this will be sort of along the lines of when a 60-year-old undertaker waddles back into the <laughs> WWE <laughs> and it immediately gets concussed, taking off his hat. So I'm, I'm <laughs> thinking that that's where to pitch it in terms of the expectation for the listeners.
1: Right, so for instance, remember back in the day where, where I said that to improve Scotland's um, performance <laughs> on an international stage We you need to send somebody back in time to shag Dimitar Berbatov's granny. And yeah. you'd edit it out. These days that would stay. In.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair, that was probably borderline. Most of the stuff that I edited out would have actually landed you in jail. So I think it's probably a mix of uh, less stringent editing and probably you calming down over the yeah. years. And then
1: um, I had to take on that
2: mantle when Tory joined the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it like, see, Poly! it's no, it's no fun, is it? You can't say that. <laughs> yeah. I, <it's> no <laughs> fun being the editor, Craig. <laughs> Funny, like, Berbatov Polly actually
0: looks like he's <laughs> LAUGHTER
1: What you're
2: suggesting there, Tony.
1: uh Right, so we shall begin. We've got two main features on the show. We will get to the next game in our Scotland top 50 most memorable games list. But we shall start with looking through the kind of -of out-of-contract players because Nerys Topoker, Laurie Spence, has done as he does every year and put up a full list of players. He's had he's given the the initial list out to Twitter asks for any corrections, so they've come in. So we reckon that this is all pretty accurate, because Laurie does a good job at making sure Must that. He-
0: take. Fucking a while <laughs> yeah. yeah but massive. I look at it wow especially yeah. when
1: you look at all these players that only play like one game and stuff yeah, like yeah. all these hearts youngsters even I'm like who's he
2: yeah I think to, to start this section a massive shout out to him because that was yeah. a massive you know a, a huge help and also if there's anything that's incorrect it's entirely his fault <laughs> so uh, it's, it's a good sort of disclaimer you know it's a, a big stage. job
0: when Craig Anderson's not doing it
1: <laughs> 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 right but instead of going so as we have done before we usually go through every team and maybe assign them players Instead of that, I thought we'd just kind of break it down into five categories. So we'll start with the first one the most alarming players to appear on the list. So basically, the ones you've looked at and you go, oh shit, they better get him signed pronto.
0: I think we'll all agree on Stephen Davis, especially uh, after last night's performance. Well, I, I don't have him there, but I'll, I'll explain why soon. Okay. Uh, but well, I'll go for we'll all have Gary Dicker, I'm guessing.
1: Again, I've got somebody else oh, yeah. well. I've got, I've
2: got I'll, I'll, I'll back Tony up here since Craig's knocking him down brutally um, Yeah, I've got both Dicker and Davis I think Davis Showed his quality last night Not only, hes I mean he's always been a quality player But he's evolving in front of our eyes Basically in this spell at Rangers He's becoming, he was always intelligent But he could offset that with his box-to-box ability Now, uh, the way he's reading the games The way he's filling gaps I mean, the, the performance against Porto I thought it was a lot quieter a performance If that makes sense Than the likes of Barisic or, or yeah. Ryan Jack However, it was quietly fantastic He was just plugging all the little gaps In that midfield three And yeah, I cannot wax lyrical enough about that performance and and, and, and yeah, Gary Dicker I'll maybe let like, you take that one
0: with, with Davis he's just really important to the way Rangers play especially where he allowed them to actually play an attacking performance last night which they might not have been able to do without him I don't think there was anyone else in the squad that could have sort of taken that role and allowed them to play in that fashion and I think that's really important going forward for Rangers but Gary Dicker quite similar I mean him and Power of being sort of integral to Kalmarnick's rise if you like over the last couple of years but I know Craig Anderson always says that he probably thinks that Dicker despite not being the most talented of the two is the most important and again the way he shuffles across he allows Kalmarnick to play with those fullbacks really high which is really important uh, which also leads me on to another alarming one which is Stephen O'Donnell
2: yeah, I did enjoy Craig describing this section as alarming because I think uh, Komarnak are the perfect definition of this because <laughs> looking at their last uh, their last victory against Livingston, obviously, and of the fa- uh, um, of the 11 starters in that game, five of them are on this list. And you've got another, Alex Bruce, who I wouldn't say it's alarming if he leaves necessarily, but it's another one on that list. You've got Donald McKenzie, El McCraney, Dicker and Burke all on this list so it goes to show that Kilmarnock have some really big decisions to make over the next couple of months and that's a
0: successful Kilmarnock team right? yeah. Like, yeah. And, a, and a successful Kilmarnock team now I know they had the start and everyone I mean when we look back at all our predictions I imagine half of us have Kilmarnock finishing second bottom but we're all being proved wrong as the media are even though I'm sure not many of them all You've you've actually (laughs) talked me around on on Dicker because I had Dicker in uh, another category, one of the more
1: interesting ones, just because of his age. I think he's 34 now? 33. 33, right. So I just wondered, you know, somebody at that age, would they extend his contract? I think, well, a lot of players leaving they'll want Dicker for another year at least to kind of bridge the gap between one team evolving Mm -hmm. to the next. So yeah, I'll, I'll put him in alarming as well because I think he is very important to Kelly. I don't have a Donald there just because it's been kind of talked about a lot We've talked about it pretty much since last year's transfer window, that Adorno was out of contract coming up at the end of this season. And it's kind of, with some of the clubs that have been rumoured to be stuff about him, it's almost kind of accepted that he's going to be heading out the door. So that's why, I, that's why I did put him in alarming Because I was like I kind of knew yeah. O'Donnell was going to be on that list anyway To
2: Just to save us going over old ground later I would say I've got O'Donnell in my interesting list And it's purely for the reason that I think it's interesting to see where he'll end up next yeah. I don't think it's interesting in the sense of Oh will he stay, will he go I think the interesting factor with Stephen O'Donnell is There's a mighty good right back And I wonder where he'll end up next
0: But maybe those performances in Scotland might make him stay they Come on and- <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's like we've seen you He's playing himself out of the shop window <laughs> (laughs) Again
1: I've said it it multiple times now I think on this show Scott McKenna's case for Young Player of the Year last season Was hampered by the fact he played for Scotland (laughs) (laughs) And that is mental It's
2: actually a career killer That's incredible For young players (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to to take us away to a different one I would go uh, Stephen Lawless For another one of my alarming ones Um, Get to see Livingston quite a lot um, And I think for two years now Uh, He's been incredibly impressive for Livingston And in such a way that he's done it in two different positions Livingston largely, when he first joined the club Were playing with wing-backs he converted himself into an absolutely adept wing-back, um, almost became a winger-back. He did. He genuinely did both roles. He was an attacking threat and he defended properly. This season, uh, Gary's changed more into a 4-2-3-1, a, a, you know, a, a lot more freedom up top end of the park. And again, you're seeing what made him so popular with the Thistle fans, again, that, that attacking intent. And yeah, I think it's massively important that Livingston hold on to him because he's just a... Yeah, he's a low-key part of that team. Other other players seem to get the headlines a little bit more, but he has been consistently terrific for two years now, and I'd imagine he'll be very high on that list because other clubs should be should be thinking about coming in for a player that's that consistent and that versatile. Because in Scottish football, don't have big squads. Mm-hmm. A player that can now play oh, all, of, oh, yeah. <laughs> Fit squad Big fit <laughs> squad um, <laughs> You know You don't have big squad So anyone that can play On either flank And all the way up And down the flank He's just worth his weight in gold
1: Right I've actually not Chucked out any players yet So I've got two uh, I've got Vlaclav Hadcladcre I've, I've got him, got him. Uh, There yeah. we go there Full we go. house hey. Finally is. <laughs> Yes he's the one I think he's the player That stood it the most Where I was like if they, if they lose him And one that i Kind of forgotten about it was like, if they lose them, oh, Christ, what happens to them? Because St. i have already said this season. I know they got a decent result last weekend, but prior to that, Hladke was keeping them in a lot of games. So they'd only lost one game by more than a goal, and that was a game against Muddlewall. But even then, he made like about three or four really good saves, and he's arguably. Best goalkeeper in the league
0: outside of the outside of Glasgow. Yeah, because mm. um, Joe Lewis would obviously uh, ah, yeah, argue yeah. with that. But yeah, for Aberdeen to have the top one of the top four, five yes. goalkeepers in the league, he's their best player. Let, let's yeah, be frank. Yeah. And, and you'd be letting him go would be. And I don't think they're going to be able to do much about it. He he'll know, and his agent will know. His stocks risen so high that even if he didn't get to move down south, he'd be able to move up the the ranks in Scottish football. His, I mean,
1: hearts are going to be his, all over him yeah. As we'll get to soon uh, Rangers might be looking for a goalie or two Yeah,
2: yeah I think Kladke's uh, his, his character has also made him Almost become more than just a player He's, he's taken on that talismanic figure Among the supporters And uh, it's quite hard to quantify How that happens sometimes He seems to have filled that role And yeah, without what would be too negative he he's going to be a big loss <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at
0: Sid Johnston and mm. I think the, um, obviously Just Matty look. Kennedy no, they weren't the box they are off it looks like it but I think Matty Kennedy he was to get What's the most alarming
1: thing is that they're off contract right now, right
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> well I'll go for one out the box then for that one Ali McCann uh, oh, he's hey. out of contract in the summer and obviously as a 19 year old He's came into the squad and into the team, and I'd imagine most of Johnston fans think he's one of the few shining lights that have come out this season. When I've watched him, it's really impressive for a guy that age. He's really composed on the ball. He finds space in the midfield, and that must be really difficult when you come into the sort of Scottish Premiership midfield. There's a lot of hustle and bustle, and for a player of that age to be able to come in, find space, Take his time on the ball, show composure to keep things ticking over. I think they'd be loath to lose him already, because I imagine there'd be loads of teams that would fancy a guy who's already broken through at nineteen yeah. years old.
2: Quite talented brothers. His brother Lewis McCanns at Dunfermline and looks a real player as well. Big physical forward, rangy for kind of a bit like his brother. Brings real physicality and pace and. Yeah, there's uh, certainly something with those two uh, decent players.
1: I'm going to throw out my last player, which is Alex Gogic at Hamilton. That's exactly what I've got. I was yeah. just about to yeah. say, Because uh, Darryl McKinnon's also a contract. Yes. Darryl McKinnon is 34. Yes. So but McKinnon... he will stay. I've got him in another one. <laughs> 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 McKinnon's probably at least coming to the end of his career where he, he can't really play every single week, you'd imagine. So it'd be perfect for them to sign up Gogic and for him to be that kind of... Taking the bat on for McKinnon of being that... Thug. That yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was
0: Tony that said that. Yeah. Reli- the s- the spoiler relatively relatively the talented thug. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's uh, I am I'm I'm a big fan of Gogge as well. They've done really well moving him from centre half into midfield this mm-hmm. season. And he's now been there for what three years as well. There's a bit of continuity which Hamilton don't always have a lot of. There's a huge turnover of players and I think that's important. And you're right, he's he's really shown a lot this season. that I wouldn't I think they'd be mad to try and lose Gorgich now
2: my last one was Peter Hartley Right. I would, uh, I would I had a choice of a trio From Motherwell I would say From such a good start To the season One of which would be Richard Tate Who hasn't featured As much this season Through I'll a variety forget, of reasons And uh, <laughs> the other one Was Liam Grimshaw um, Who I've always been Quite impressed with When I've had the chance To see Motherwell But I think Peter Hartley is the one That falls into that category Of again Being a very capable player But also you get the feeling He's a big personality Behind the scenes A bit like what, We're saying I wonder the what taught
0: you that
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag we go again Bicep emoji <laughs> <laughs> he loves
0: watching people get their nose broken. So <laughs> it <laughs> makes you a character yeah, exactly. It's good enough. And then going to score the week after against that team. Fucking yes, that's great stuff.
1: Okay, let's move on to most interesting. I've got Alan McGregor.
2: Mm, oh, that's he so nearly made it into my alarming section, but Just this, surely signing a new.
1: I know he was like surely, he was like so, it's, it's, it's an interesting one. It's an interesting one. Whether. Rangers sign him again with the the view that when he first arrived back at the club, you're definitely the number one. There's there's no doubt about it. Even though our previous goalie was good, you're definitely better. You're number one. So I wonder if they sign him again and maybe sign somebody else and say, here you go, here's somebody for you to battle with. And I wonder if McGregor 1 sees that coming and 2 would be happy about it.
0: He is quite old. He's 37, he's 38 in January. Yeah.
2: He d- didn't play like a 38-year-old, uh, you know, a couple of... Save sa- the, the double end. save. Wow. I just thought he's... Uh, see, before last night, well, last night as we're recording this, I realised podcasts are timeless, but um, <laughs> last night as we're recording this, he... <laughs> I'm getting hung up on dates here. Uh, I would have said before that game... You know, he's maybe not quite hit the heights that he did in his first Europa League campaign through. You know, he had a wee dip that he's maybe got away without a great deal of scrutiny because of who he is, how popular he is. Uh, But I thought against Porto, he was back to the Alan McGregor that was making big saves and big moments. And although he might have peaks and troughs because of his age, Uh, See when the big moments come And Rangers fans will be hoping There's going to be some really big moments Domestically and maybe even in Europe He's the guy you want between the sticks For those moments It's It becomes more than being about ability It becomes about being the mentality To handle those big moments And also You can only assume he's an absolute Goliath in the dressing room kind of you know getting well, you know everybody yeah them. absolutely Anger. I mean you saw that footage of them after the after absolutely hammering Aberdeen <laughs> and he was haranguing the referee at full time <laughs> about something and James Tavernier was just laughing as if to say we've just absolutely battled them yeah. but that's that's your mentality right there that's that's presumably what he's looking to bring and that and, makes
0: that back four stronger yeah. like you're saying when you go into these uh, away games in uh, and, and places like Portugal where you might be under the course, you though well, they wanted two under the cost last yeah. night to be that it does matter. Like the guy behind you, it gives, spreads sort of confidence through everyone, and especially with Rangers, they rotate their centre halves quite regularly. And I think it's yeah. important that there's a there's a mainstay in there.
2: He undoubtedly makes the rest of the team better. You know, it's a you can kind of sigh sometimes when a manager says, "Oh, you don't see everything he does," and you think, oh, "Listen, he's playing crap." <laughs> not not that McGregor is, but you know that can get tedious. But he is one of those players that fills that you know that role of being too important
0: he's like a throwback to that nine in a row team when there was yeah. loads of guys in there that you knew just bled Rangers amongst yeah. other things and, uh, and, <laughs> and it was uh, And uh, I think Rangers and big clubs need that there needs to be that connect with the fans and connect with the club and it is important I would definitely look to keep him on
2: I'm going to cross Glasgow for my first one it would be Scott Sinclair um, an interest. He could easily have gone in the definitely going, in my opinion. However, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the reason the reason I've put him in the interesting section is just because I thought it'd be quite an interesting talking point as to how exactly we have found ourselves in this point where Scott yeah. Sinclair is going to leave Celtic for nothing after the spell he's had at Celtic. This is a player who. So from the moment he's walked in the door He's won every trophy he's tried to compete for He's, up until recently, was a key part of that side Up and he scored 62 goals And for the idea that Celtic are going to see nothing back for him And are now in a Powell, position
0: How old is Sinclair now?
1: He's only
2: about 30, 31 Yeah, he's he's not old enough that they should be cutting their losses without a fee Or they shouldn't have They could easily perhaps, pick up a million yeah, from a championship Or couple. they shouldn't have you know, they shouldn't have left themselves in a position where he's not getting any opportunity to shine and they're basically paying big wages for a player like that to sit on the bench and then ultimately leave for nothing. There have been points where surely they could have made a little bit of money back on him.
1: It's You
2: know, I mean, that's it's nuts. It really is. I, I think just to
1: do with. You, I think you kind of came up, stumbled upon the point there that that's why he's not left is it because of the wages he's on. I think that was the talk when the clubs were. It looked like he was heading out the door at the end of the transfer window, but the move. Apparently I don't know for certain But this is kind of The paper talk Didn't materialise Because the clubs Couldn't afford these wages And that's championship clubs It shows yeah. you how much Money is on itself it Must be
0: 25
1: <laughs> the, the, the talk among Celtic fans Is like 35 Wow <laughs> You've done <That's>,
2: right? <laughs> That doesn't That doesn't strike
0: he, Did he come through He came through From that like Football idol stuff Didn't he One of those did he? Yeah, no. I'm sure he did I'm sure that Scott Sinclair Came through from something like that I
1: don't like so do think like anybody appears On any of these shows Turned out to be any good yeah, what made. if I ended up Playing for him for next
2: Let's <laughs> find out I'm just Yeah It just I, I find it I find it fascinating That it's all just going to Peter out You mm-hmm. know, you watched Scott Sinclair at times For Celtic And you thought Christ, they're not Holding on to him for long don't Whereas do. Whereas now <laughs> Tony's internet Has just collapsed He's absolutely Forgot, <laughs> forgot to put the thing I will he's be doing this I'm ap- checking
0: my phone now He's, a, he's
2: Absolutely crestfallen that he can't prove that Scott Sinclair came through some arbitrary football <laughs> television show. I mean, I'd, he's going to get proved wrong, so I don't know why he's so desperate. Yeah, but yes, know. anyway, I've made my my point on how how sad it is that Scott Sinclair's uh, Celtic career is going to peter out. Tori, do you have an
1: interesting player, Johnny
0: Hayes? Oh,
1: that, yeah.
0: Mm, that's interesting. Because oh, thanks, <laughs> <laughs> I just quite clearly hadn't thought about it. <laughs> um, Johnny Hayes, um, he's in that strange position because I reckon he'd be happy to stay at Celtic in the role that he's yeah. got. And I get the feel I was going to put him in one of most likely to stay as well because mm. I actually think he's, they, those players are quite hard to come by mm. uh, when they they can do a job. He can do a job in multiple positions. Yeah. And they also, sc- like, well, sc- L- Lennon seems to like him. And Lennon likes He Keeps yeah. bringing
2: them on in really big moments and yeah. games and he's delivering in those moments. Which. And
0: he's, um, and I've always rated him. I love the way he plays. He's so powerful. And I know he's getting on a bit, but I could see him easily just rotating back into be a left back. They could use him as a wing back. They can use him as a winger. And he's happy to stay. I imagine he's happy to stay that role for another couple of years at mm-hmm. Celtic. So I would like to think they would sign him up. And if he didn't go, I would be really, interested to see where he would end up would he end up at another Scottish team or would he or would he go down south I think it's one of those that, as you say nobody's really thought about it because he just seems to be there
2: yeah now that you say it it just seems like a no-brainer you know it's Celtic are the biggest club that Johnny Hayes is ever going to play for yeah. and he on a relatively low wage this is a guy that you can bring on and rely upon against Lazio yeah. so it's and just like coming yeah. on against Rangers scoring yeah, scoring, scoring,
0: it's scoring, so, a, scoring um, the clincher Ibrox I just think yeah, I, would, I would definitely be keeping them on and he just again that arbitrary thing of under knowing the game is also a really good thing especially mm-hmm. at a club like Celtic, where you're bringing in players from, from all over he clearly cares and, uh, and he's a good tactical player to have
1: what else do we have?
2: Um, I will move on to, yeah, another interesting one from St. Johnston, I think, would be Dre Wright. Now, I know what you're saying. The guy's injured for the rest of the season. That's not very interesting. However. He's injured? No, he's back well, now. Uh, well, he's, yeah. He was out for Yeah, it. he was out back. for it. Sorry, uh, what I mean to say is, he's just out for a season, so he's struggling to make the impact yeah. you might expect. However, in a St. Johnston team that is desperately lacking of attacking intent, is desperately lacking of how would you describe it, just magical moments, things that, you know, things that Tommy, Tommy Wright keeps, you know, uh, criticising his side for lack of, spark, imagination, creativity, go through it, all the things that are quite useful for winning football matches, I still Come think, Yeah, I still think he is a player who when I watch, I think there's something there, there's mm-hmm. a spark there, if you can just unlock it, if you can get him back to the, the level of fitness he was before that injury, which just totally derailed him, totally you know, cut the legs from him, the, metaphorically and sort of literally <laughs> uh, uh, then you can uh, I think there's uh, I really do still think there's something there
0: Tony
1: is you'll so so be so so
0: shocked to hear I was talking pish <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dre Wright actually came through <laughs> so football, I <laughs> that's <who> I meant. <laughs>
1: Tony, yeah. do you have anybody else who's
0: interested um, I think the rest I've got what other ones do we have most likely to stay and most likely to leave yes yeah, so most likely to stay
1: uh, so I'll go Stephen Davis so he was why he wasn't an alarming or any other category for me, because I think at this point in his career, he is, he's getting on in age, he has played in the Premier League before, he's not going to get another Premier League club. He's then therefore unlikely to go to a Championship club, in my opinion, because I don't think necessarily a lot of them can offer more than, than Rangers could. They're not going to be able to offer playing in European nights, especially if Rangers managed to win the title this year, he could have a crack at the Champions League, and Rangers will definitely want him to stay. I just think it's a it's a fit perfectly. I can't imagine any kind of reason why you would leave if
0: Rangers. I've, still want him. I have nothing to add to that. I mean, it's absolutely a fact, and it's it's a great. I mean, to finish your career playing for like Rangers, still playing in big games, old fun games. A Rangers that's going for a title, going for trophies, playing Europe. Why would why would you want to leave? I Why would you even want to go even down to the Championship? You've done yeah, all that. That's I've all, done that. That's all. If goalie. he was a younger
1: player, you would say maybe go because. The ultimate goal is then to reach the Premier League, but he's done, he's that. done that, yeah.
2: So, that's I would, uh, yeah, goes. I would totally agree. And again, we're kind of going round in circles here. But McGregor was my guy for the most likely yeah, to yeah. stay section for a lot of the reasons that we, we touched upon earlier. So, I think we've kind of been circling around Davis and McGregor <laughs> as you know key parts for several reasons. And it, it will be fascinating to see how they sort of. How that you know kind of plays out in the next couple of months.
0: I went for Murray Davidson, just because that's what he does. <laughs> mm. he, stays at he plays for St Johnston. Yeah. Uh, can we, that'll, can be on, that'll be on his gravestone.
2: Yeah, I'll put Liam Craig in for the same reason.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no matter what happens in the careers that always ends up every yeah. road leads back to St Johnston. Every injury means I'm playing for St Johnston. Yep. And the fact that he's just pretty average now means he plays for Sid Johnston uh, They'll hate me for saying that I quite
2: like Murray Davidson yeah. As a player Just see if he could get Back to the, the Physicality that he once yeah. had But I don't think He'll ever no. get there I think he's I always think it's sad When you say it about players But he's In terms of the player That he used to be It's yeah. gone Like yeah. those
0: sort of Even you even used to have Those sort of late runs In the box you Used to score yeah. quite a lot Of headers and a lot of goals And now he is sort of Sad that he is Kind of just a run of the mill like, good enough to play, don't get me wrong, but he is just another yeah. Scottish Premiership midfielder, which is, is sad. It's an indictment of what happened to him with that injury. He's never really recovered from that.
1: I've got Richard Tate. Of course. I think uh, uh, he's, he's Scottish, getting on in age, hasn't played in Scotland before. I don't, I can't really see, I don't think he's quite good enough that another club would be like, no, we're taking him off here. And he kind of seems to fit really well into that uh, old dressing room.
2: He's key to their social media motivational output as well, well. His
1: own social media output is pretty strong.
2: Yeah, so I mean, I mean, that's the key thing. When you're a model player, you need to have strong <laughs> yeah, social yeah. media <laughs> again.
0: If um, are probably Charles Dunn and
1: somebody's definitely going to stay <laughs> for exactly the same reason. Yeah, we, I
0: had Hartley in that one as well, but I know we went over Hartley ever and also McKinnon, just because, again, yeah. similar to Davidson, he plays for Hamilton.
1: Right, most likely to leave. <laughs> I've only got one here that's not been mentioned already, because I've, I've got Scott Sinclair and I've got Stephen O'Donnell. Okay, uh, I think O'Donnell just—I I think he knows that he can probably get a championship club because he plays for Scotland. Uh, it's worth
0: it for him. Gotta, yeah, he'll, like, he'll get. He'll
1: get yeah. I mean, it'll—he'll it'll probably treble at least his wages, maybe even more than that. Scott Sinclair, it just seems like it, right now it seems like he's this season's version of Lee Wallace. But Lee Wallace, at least, it kind of made sense why he was kind of being cast aside because of the whole incident with with yeah. Kenny Miller and the fact that he kind of missed a year as well and was definitely rubbish I don't think any other things are true but Scott Sinclair yeah, but the one I'm going to throw out because I completely forgot he was still contracted to this club is Eduardo Herrera
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, tell me we've got a full house <laughs> on Eduardo yeah. Herrera yes I, I see when he was on that list my first reaction was wow Eduardo Herrera how much how much do we think Rangers have paid Eduardo Herrera in wages over the last right, so almost, few years
1: 10 supposed to be on 25 so Herrera must be fuck already. off what <laughs>
2: Quick, Tony, get Googling yeah, again. The, Herrera
1: must be on him at 20 or something, 15, 20.
2: Really? I just think that it's is a... a he yeah, is a
1: Mexican at the
2: national. That's I suppose. Eh? And he's been... Has he not been away, you know, plundering goals in Mexico? I mean, I don't think he's been doing nothing in this time. It's just... Yeah. Rangers have been paying for him to be good <laughs> elsewhere. It's, <laughs> it's just a, a, a... Obviously, to be fair, I'm saying that in a glib way. I don't know how much a percentage other clubs are taking of Eduardo yeah. Herrera. However... He, just in, in every conceivable way What a catastrophe and At least they managed To cut their losses on Peña yeah. Eduardo Herrera If they're still paying anything For all this period That is a, a, a catastrophe How To tend to, to At least
0: Peña gave him A few moments How could yeah. he not Break in What was the real issues It was rubbish yeah, he, he was
1: really soft For like a big guy yeah, He was very Very cumbersome What
0: was he actually good at Well he didn't <laughs> seem to was, be This was all his way I know the player I know he was like yeah. good, but I'm, I was wondering Like he, he must have really been a better,
2: so see, we're, we're describing him as the player he was at Rangers. Yeah. He must be a better player than that yeah. because if he is only the player that he was at Rangers, then he couldn't be a professional footballer. <laughs> so he must have other things that we've not, we've not seen. And whether it was up to him not being willing to adjust his game slightly or put in the work to learn new things or he just didn't want to be there, either way, he didn't show anything. And mm. I find it, yeah, it's, it's fairly inexplicable without, without knowing the man or, or, or you know,
0: <laughs>
1: I remember uh, I I was covering uh, the match where Hamilton beat Rangers at Ibrox for the first time in the league Mm. since like 1928 or something and Rangers finished that game with Eduardo Herrera and Ryan Hardy up front and I think it's the first time I've ever been at Ibrox when Rangers have been leading uh, uh, sorry, Rangers have been behind against a (laughs)
0: a so-called lesser team and I'd be like they're not scoring (laughs) (laughs) here. Yeah, that fear that we normally uh, get when we go to iBroxer Park, when you watch, and you just, it just dissipates away. Oh, who's that? Nah, it's going to be fine. <laughs> I've got a uh, Jason Holt just to keep the Rangers team going. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Bye. You'll be gone. He'll be playing for Hearts. or He might. Hearts uh, not even interested. Oh, yeah, I, I remember he'd that. Yeah. that good at St. Johnson's. Yeah, I think right? if yeah. he wanted to
2: go back to Hearts, he, he probably would have went back to Hearts. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I
0: yeah, think. Was so, so Jason's whole career just in Towers? No. Or needs to go back is he going to, to be doing Friday night football on BBC Scotland for the championship night. team there's, there's yeah, yes, there we go right. when they fail
1: to come up again at the end of the season we be threading balls
0: through for the big <laughs> it's United
2: for the <laughs> yeah. speaking of Hearts midfield I'm to throw in Glenn Whelan mainly just because I like talking about Glenn Whelan but also I genuinely think that's a man who he's you know given everything to the cause but he is a man that is here For one sole aim Which is to try and get back Into the Euro squad If Ireland make it Which obviously looks uh, on, a, on a sugary peg at the moment That is his sole purpose Of being at Hearts And he's performing well up here And he's fantastic to watch I absolutely love watching him He's awareness of what's going on about him He's constantly playing With his head in a swivel he, You look at the, a guy like that When he played in the Premier League And you think What a kind of jobbing midfielder Really <laughs> ordinary <laughs> And then he comes up And you watch you watch him from the sidelines In the context of Scottish football And you go Holy shit yeah, you know, miles ahead. Without lifting his head He's spraying 60 <laughs> yeah. yard passes You know he is He's absolutely He's fantastic I love watching him But at the same time He's uh, He's not committed To coming up to Edinburgh For a no. long period of time he's he's family like, still down south His family are still down south I think His head's still down south To an extent And uh, He'll be going That's why well Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, He's I've, out Living <laughs> <laughs> She's back at Stoke. Levine <laughs> absolutely furious at the pinpoint passes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I'm like, not
2: giving
0: it away! I thought admit because I was totally on board. I think it was Joel said on the chat, he's like that um, Glenn Whelan's the kind of player that no matter what level he plays with, you get the exact same performance. But mm. I was totally on board with that. i am not done that as a dig at Joel. I thought, yeah, that's exactly right. But he's been proven wrong. Another reason why I might just want to go is because he's probably doing a lot more work than he thought he was going to have <laughs> to do at heart. He's yeah. like the main man playing for us, he probably didn't envisage that I, I thought
1: William was going to be good because I looked at both him and Damore on the same day and I saw one player who could really pass the board one player who couldn't and I was like uh, in please yeah. <laughs> No I
2: think He's definitely gone At the end of the season But he's one for all Hearts fans And, and anyone that gets The chance to watch him To, to enjoy He really is a, He's a quality player And he really Kind of t- took me by surprise That's for sure I'll keep the Hearts
0: one going uh, Brandon's going to be gone Oh I mean, He's yeah, in the media today just, Everyone remember me I am going to be going Can Someone give me a contract Please
2: <laughs> Yeah not to be Not to be cruel But if anyone wants To check out that list And I'm sure there'll be A, a link to it At the podcast Or whatever There's quite a few Of those at Hearts kids that I think sadly probably need to make the next move in their career because they're not really kids anymore. See guys like Rory Curry and yeah. you know guys like uh I think maybe Lewis Moore was maybe on the uh, list. But apologies know. if he's not. Um you know I like see guys like that. Um they're now getting to the stage where like they, they you know, you look at an Anthony McDonald or a Harry Cochran, that's the age or any, an Andy Irvine. That's your age for being a promising kid. See so when you get to nineteen twenty and you've already been out on loan to Forfer or whatever it might be. Yeah, it's probably time to elsewhere. You know, I hope they play well elsewhere, but you're, you're, you're right, Brandon, would be pretty high on, on that list. i have
1: also put... Oh, sorry, I want to go, Craig. Oh, no, sorry, any other players to go? What's... I was thinking
0: like near Beton. Uh, I think of will I was thinking he might go just because he's been there for so long. I get the feeling he might fancy a new challenge. I imagine he's quite a big earner. I think he said earlier this week he'd be happy to stay. Oh, would he? Right. All right, I suppose he's put I think because of his... Um, I think Lennon likes him. Like, yeah, that's the reason like because of I'd his past, like because he used to be such a bigger player for yeah. Celtic. He used to be much more of the sort of main man in that midfield, and that sort. Of, his his roles diminished quite quite a lot. Yeah, He's, I mean,
1: that was all depend on how much he plays towards the end of the season. He's but, played fairly regularly so far. Came on last night. Yeah, he came He's on last night. Played a few games at centre half, which might not. That up and going
0: forward. That might be though no, but I was thinking that might be another thing similar to like the Johnny Hayes thing is like being able to play a couple of positions and being happy to maybe be a sub mm. is actually quite a bonus for some it's certainly a bonus to a manager, I'd say.
2: My final one on this list is Craig Gordon and he's yeah. hearts. I'm, I'm not I only I'm, I'm, not yeah. on, not only am I picking Greg Gordon to leave Hart, uh to leave Celtic. I'll I'll tell you where I think he <laughs> should go. Hearts. I just like there's certain moves Huff that need a goalie next. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's there's, absolutely random the stuff. There's certain moves that are are so obvious that you just find yourself thinking. I mean,
0: just announce it now. Yeah, that, that's
2: got <laughs> to happen surely. You know, sometimes sometimes common sense can get thrown out the window in football. But there's certain moves that you just think that will suit everybody. Yeah. Craig's, Craig's made his money. He's you know he, he'll want to play another couple of years first team football. Craig, uh, Craig Levine loves these guys who not only come in with ability but come in with ability. You know to I talk really hope people it's in this nice decision though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, he's, he, he, he was always going on about, you know, Aaron Hughes behind the scenes, Nasey behind the scenes, you know, uh, Glenn Whelan behind the scenes now, you know, how important they are. He loves guys that come in with a pedigree and can talk through young players. And you look at Craig Gordon and, and every for bo- all parties involved, just come, you know, you come back to Gorgie for a couple of years. I mean, obviously.
0: <laughs> you enjoy himself. You got any more, Tony? Uh, I was thinking Rory McKenzie might just... Go mm-hmm. away now. No, I guess not. <laughs> Is he another one? Just another one? Maybe similar to like McKinnon and David said He plays for Come on. Yes, but still, no. I think, think easy. Gets away with a lot, being quite shy. <laughs> like he doesn't really like, get the, like he gets like what he scored last week, and that was like his first goal in like nearly a year as a forward. Is that he does a lot of good running? Oh, here we go. Here we, here we bloody go. I'm sure he does. Uh, no, and, and he does, and he does have ability, but he's a he's a championship forward. Go and be that. Live <laughs> <left> your dream. Live <laughs> your dream. Fly free. <laughs> this is your moment. <laughs> but I don't think she'll kill you like, maybe we'll just let him go he's got him. a Dundee as well yeah another one at Dundee United. is still
1: right let's quickly f- fly through this because we're running out of time oh uh, thank
2: goodness because I'm really uncomfortable about this section Okay, type of tire. yeah <laughs> be
0: I, I don't work one. in the media so I'm absolutely fine I need basically. to go back to work
2: <laughs> maybe it's type of tire. I've got Don Kerry and Ross Kerry Oh, that was my one, that was my easy one, because I had so many nice things to say about him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go for it, say <laughs> your nice things. No, you, it was your pick, you, you, you crack on, I'll, I'll chip in.
1: I like to have to race through this, so Don Cowey, I mean, he was struggling, his form wasn't great for County last year in the Championship, he's barely played for them this season. He's had a great career, I think it's time to call it one.
2: And he's also moved into coaching, Yes. So and Don Cowey is, you will never speak to a more... Charming Eloquent guy In your life handsome. And Oh devastatingly handsome Devastatingly <laughs> I think he's got A great future ahead yeah. of him like, So That's a <laughs> That's a guy Who we can happily say Probably it's time to retire And not only that But That's a guy That can have a career In coaching And the only other one I would add to that And this would be entirely his his own decision, but also... We're not saying that when we say this, they have to
0: retire.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm just saying, I'm happy for this to be entirely his own decision, but if injuries were to kick back in, he's just got back fit, but if injuries were to kick back in, he's been doing a bit of coaching, maybe Lee Miller. Uh, I have got Lee Miller. Lee Miller is... Also modelling as well. Yeah, Yeah, I think he's got... um, I think mean, we're just trying to get rid of all the handsome people. Yeah. for <laughs> stop feeling like goblins and dress conferences <laughs> no. So I think uh, I think he's still got a bit to give this season. I think he can be a good uh, learning, uh, you know, a, a good yardstick for Linden Dykes as well. And I think he can come on and be an impact sub this season. But especially if the the injuries and that pitch at Levy maybe kicking a wee bit for mm-hmm. for Lee, he's been doing a bit of coaching at Motherwell. We did it under Houston at Falkirk. I think um, I think you know least another who could probably hang up his boots at the end. This season And move into To a degree of coaching Tony
0: oh, See Steve Whitaker Which is who you're looking for I don't know i know you
2: are coming um, Throwing Craig under the bus
0: <laughs> and I think like Obviously there's a large Portion of Easter Road That I think would say Yes Please Retire But then Steve is doing this weird thing Now and again Where he does He comes out and he plays Really really well mm-hmm. And then he Then we're like Oh maybe he's fine and Then he plays again And then he is Getting turned inside By Seydorff uh, like so, like it's one of those weird ones. Oh, that Sherwin, not Clarence. It's really? yeah.
2: <laughs> the argument, maybe just that he's not a fullback anymore.
0: Yeah, well, but we came on at could... Celtic uh, at centre half. Yeah, he and the looked one okay. One, he was he was outstanding. He was yeah. more than okay. He was like he was a really big part of why I think Hibbs managed to hold on in, in that game. And maybe that could be a position for him. Maybe away from. Maybe going slightly down the league might work mm. where he's not under the spotlight he's not a club that the fans know him very well and have huge expectations of who he used to be yeah. uh, and that maybe it would help if he went down the league slightly like some, but Marvin Bartley's hub, like everyone thought he was finished and now he's went to, now he's went to Livingston and he's, he's playing absolutely brilliantly and the Hibs would love to have him back maybe Whitaker could do something mm. similar
2: I guess the difference is, Marvin Bartley's not made the money Stephen Whitaker's made, so he kind of, Marvin Bartley still needs to go to work. Whereas, yes. you know, Stephen Whitaker's lived a good life down at Norwich and probably doesn't need to slide down the league. So, if you're him, do you say, do fancy a year at St Johnston?
0: Yeah, maybe you're right, because uh, I think he's at Hibbs... Uh, I don't know why we keep picking on St Johnston. They, <laughs> St. Johnston. they always get angry at <laughs> St, St. John- St. Johnstone and Dundee United are the Hibson getting Hibson arts the teams that were, were interested in him, and mm-hmm. maybe it's because he likes... He wants to play a relatively big up uh, so li- li- close. Yeah, literally
2: the best thing Ian Cathro ever did for Hearts is blow the negotiations with Stephen Maguire.
0: <laughs> right, so let's uh,
1: move on to the next game and the Scotland's top fifty most memorable matches. This is I've forgotten the number. This is number forty. <laughs> Six, eight, seven. Have we done three already? I think you have. No, because we'd done one that wasn't... we just done a taster right, version. Uh, so this is 48. 48, yeah. Right, and it's Scotland 1, Argentina nil. It was an international mm-hmm. friendly on March 28, 1990. So I'll read it the Scotland team. It was Leighton, Goff, McKimmy, Levine, McLeish, who was captain, McLeod, McCall, McStay, McAnally, Fleck and Bet. And the subs for Scotland that day were McLear and Aitken. The only goal was scored by Stuart McKinney. It's the only goal in his international career. Yeah. What a finish, by the way!
0: Oh yeah, it's an absolute peach.
2: Terrible defender, yeah. all the time in the world at the back is. post. I'll let, this,
0: I'll let this go on, and I'll tell you about an own goal he scored off the pitch later.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most tabloid teaser no, I've ever heard
0: in my life, <laughs> and it's very tabloid. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so that's looking forward to. Argentina were the reigning world champions and we get to the final again that summer lose one one West Germany in a competition that was so bad it changed football forever a- <laughs> <laughs> uh, Diego Maradona was not part of the Argentina team he was he had commercial commitments in Japan so he unfortunately couldn't play at Hampton
2: wow I'm picturing him sort of with the Ichiban sticks that Joey does in Friends <laughs> Ichiban <laughs>
1: They still had five of the team that started the 86th final, and in total, including subs, six of the team that were playing the nineteen ninety final. So it was a, good, it was a decent team. Uh, this match represented international the national debuts for Craig Levine, Stuart McCall and Robert Fleck. And, and this is my favourite part about this. Uh, this was told to me by Sean. So this is just Sean's memory we're going from, but uh, this is proper print of stuff, so I want to go with it. It was announced by Jim White on Scotsport two days after the match that, due to beating their visitors... Scotland had taken Argentina's seat at the World Cup and would be changing <laughs> groups as a result it was an oh, April Fool's joke
2: that's incredible but it
1: gets better did Jim White know did he think it was real <laughs> no, I can't, can't it oh, it gets better because it wasn't as warmly received by some people because many Scotland fans had changed their travel plans
0: oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> based on the fact they were playing different teams in different stadiums oh my but
2: god
0: costing an absolute mountain of cash as well <laughs> <laughs> right, so which players do I want to focus on? I've got one, but no, I will leave. My, I've got trash only. Similar to when we last done it, pulled the clock. with the Manga thing. I really am just daily record. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I've got at the top of my laptop. Right, I want to
2: on. give. I want to give the most predictable love of this whole uh, affair, which would be to Claudio Kinesia. Now, the reason we're here. No yeah. Rest. Now, the exciting thing about this is I think we all love to see. You know, players before they were big, particularly in hindsight, and you're thinking of Claudio Kinesia, you know, from that World Cup 1990 that was to come three months later, you're thinking about him, Dundee, Rangers, but this was a guy effectively still bursting onto the scene at Atlanta. People didn't really know that much about him, and I think there's a real thrill there, but you all know that about Claudio Kinesia. I ended up down a wormhole, so uh, hold hold yourself, uh, Alice, I'm going to go down the rabbit hole here. (laughs) He. Claudio Kinesia's son, Alexander, born in Dundee, and according to uh, a great interview with uh, Alan Petullo that Claudio Kinesia did uh, in 2014, considers himself very much Dundonian. He's a rapper in his homeland.
1: <laughs> yes!
2: Rapper slash reggae singer, Alexander Kinesia. Yep, Alexander Kinesia. Alex he's, Kinesia. Yep. He's known for hit singles like Siempre Al Top and "Congeli Mi Corazon. Which I mean, you know that already. I don't know why I'm having to tell you that. <laughs> That's <my> but <laughs> yes, sound of the summer in 2017. <laughs> but with and with his sister Charlotte, who um, is famous for um, empowering herself uh, on Instagram, okay. uh, she's a, a like a, a model. Uh, they're stars of a show called MTV Kinesia Libre, <laughs> which is basically keeping up with the Canesias. Oh, yes. Um, wow. that st- when did that is that is it must be on YouTube. That is in its third season. What's what, so going on now? That is going. That is the last season. And yeah, done Dundee fans that are rushing right now. <laughs> the, the, I promise you, the the last season of that, which I think airs in Argentina and Spain on MTV, uh, it just ended in July, so it's still going strong, three seasons in, and it is, according to the site, follow the lives, uh, follow their lives of luxury and excess. I've Sounds seen, like can do you? Yep. Yeah. And not only that, but Claudio himself has appeared alongside the guest stars, I would imagine, and, um, I mean, everyone listening will know this, obviously, but some of the guest stars include Fatima Flores, Bad Bunny, (laughs) and (laughs) V-Flower, which, ironically, V-Flower was Craig's nickname in uni, but... But uh, no. I, I would actually love to tell you uh, Anything about them But if you think that I'm googling V-Flower or Bad Bunny In my search history <laughs> You have got another thing coming Anyway that, that, that that, That's my That's my uh, that's my Claudio Canidia Rabbit hole I don't know if any of that was uh, in, in any way useful With regards uh, to this game
1: Definitely was I'm going to look at uh, <laughs> Staying with Argentina I'm going to look at Carlos Ballardo <laughs>
2: what is <this? laughs> Sorry, Tony. Alan <laughs>
0: McInally. that's for later. Okay. Tony
2: was just giving me a sneak peek. <laughs>
1: right, uh, Carlos Bilardo, uh, who was the manager of the Argentine side, he was the manager in 86, he was also the manager in 1990. He was very much a pragmatic coach. He claims that he came up with the 3-5-2 formation uh, and his philosophy was basically seven players would defend and three would attack. So it was very much pragmatism. But he was also a hard bastard as a player. Uh, Initially, an attacking midfielder, he was turned to a defensive midfielder, uh, where he was alleged to often carry pins onto the pitch to jab at unsuspecting opponents.
2: Wow! Assault. Where does he keep the pins? Surely, what everyone's und- thinking <laughs> at this point. At like what part What part of a football strip do you keep your pins? Any
0: sock? Again, pin the legend. his sock? Yeah, I'm, I'm picturing it up his arse. Of what, like,
2: <laughs> Come on, subtext, Tony.
0: Subtext. <laughs> no room for that when you're doing the Daily Record tabloids. Before he,
1: before he was a, a professional as well. He was a, he was a doctor. He was a gynaecologist. So.
2: Oh, come on. Hang on, hang
1: on. This gets better. <laughs> he said to have once used his background in contracts and gynecology to taunt Rathsing's Roberto Perfumo about his cyst his wife had recently removed. Aww. Perfumo, it said, responded by kicking ballard on the stomach and seeing red. <laughs> 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 it gets, uh, it, it, gets it gets better. Uh, there was a goalkeeper from Rathing who had a really close relationship with his mother, uh, Mother historian Juan Presta told Jonathan Wilson she didn't want him to marry but eventually he did and six months later his mother died. Bellardo walked up to him and said congratulations finally you've killed your mother.
2: Wow. Wow.
0: This guy sounds nice. Yeah. (laughs)
2: I'll be honest I would have ended with one of the chirpier anecdotes. (laughs) Lift that Tony. Uh, it's not really lift,
0: is like, like, It's just more absolute trash like I had the last time. Like, wife spurns love cheat McKinney. Don't come back, says Angry Louise. Look at this, look like how old this is. It's from like the record, and then I just looked at the bottom and the, oh, there it is the Daily Record, the copyright Scottish Daily Record. Of course it is. So they were doing this stuff even back then. So, um, but uh, he cheated on his wife. Uh, Stuart McKimmy With a hotel receptionist Named Mary Fleming Who was 25 <laughs> uh, And furious Louise McKimmy's childhood sweetheart Threw him out of the house When she found out uh, He was training to be a barman Is what he was doing So after his career Obviously this is back before Training, the, training to be a barman yeah, That's what you he was just doing Just be a barman That's just because McKinney met... The, maybe this is why he was—he made the excuse. That's how he got to go to all these hotels around Scotland so he could uh, play away, if you like. I think
2: we've, we've all done sort of jobs like that. Did anyone's training to be a barman take more than 10 minutes?
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's what it says. McKinney 38 met Marie. This, the, this is how you pour a fight. This is how you walk around. <laughs> Not these days. You need to know everything these days. But uh, met, is not these days, <laughs> certainly isn't. Mary at the Highland Hotel where he was training. It's a Highland the Hotel. <laughs> Pour a pint <pipe. laughs> There's the whiskey. I mean, come on. He said the World Cup star has done a variety of jobs since his top-flight football career ended, hopes to open his own bar. The friend said that you mean, obviously you just get the random pal of Louise who's obviously the sort, of, ah, yeah, yeah. sort of. She had told him not to come crawling back home. Louise is deeply hurt and disappointed at what he did. It's it, totally out of character for Stuart, is it? I mean, we've got it wonder. Um, <laughs> and then she says, at the height of his football career, uh, McKimmy was always banished to the spare bedroom by his wife before match days. She would complain that he got too warmed up at big games, making it impossible for her to get a good night's sleep. After a glittering career playing at some of the top teams in the world, McKinney is now reduced to playing for local league side on council pitches. People get older. Like, yeah, you know, the guy that was, play football, I don't know why they're making that like a criticism of the guy. Aye,
2: there was, there was no need for that dig at the end. <laughs> uh, Ma- man it, who it is worse. not... Yeah, man who's <laughs> not... <laughs> he, he, he Absol- either, that dig is not finished. Absolutely furious.
0: Yeah, this is awful for the guy, really. He turns out several times a week for a summer league team in Aberdeen run by a local evening paper. The players appear in salmon pink strips, sporting a logo for an Aberdeen lap dancing bar. And that's the end. Ah.
1: So what's your next thoughts? Because I've, I've got a
2: good one we could. Well, Alan, have you got anything else? I'll, uh, yeah, i I've going to take it back to relative normality. I just, want, <laughs> I just want to give a shout out to one of my uh, favourite players who played in that game because I'm a total City A fanboy and I used to love Nestor Zincini. Right. One of my favourite defenders, a proper... Parma? He, Parma, Udinese, all over the shop. yeah cool uh, teams. Yeah.
1: Lazio
2: well,
1: as well? <clears throat> not so cool not. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Little bit racist. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, just one, uh, talking about hard bastards, just a proper no-nonsense centre-half, but with these moments of absolute class that he would pull out and... There's nothing better and more Italian, albeit he was Argentinian, than a guy who's absolutely timeless. And he is as well as you're having a wonderful career and being in the Argentina time at this you know, at this stage, for God's sake, 2005... He was a key part of the Udinese team that qualified for the Champions League. Two thousand fifteen years after this game takes place, Stuart McKinney's playing for a team sponsored by a stripper, and <laughs> Nestor Sissini's helping Udinese qualify. Never a <laughs> yeah, sorry, uh, you know he's playing, helping a team. Uh, also, also he's the oldest ever foreign Serie A goal scorer. At the age of thirty-nine and two months. Wow, well, so that's cool. So, I, I I feel like I should have um, dragged his name through the mud. I feel that like I've let everyone down for not doing that. But I really, think I, I needs just to
0: be some sort of positivity. Like, yeah, like, with the filth that I
2: I, I just uh, I just wanted to give a big shout out to one of my favourites.
0: Well, I've got a
1: couple. Robert Flick. Not something I knew a lot about. I, I liked I liked the sentence which I read in a, a kind of biography about him, which was which said, in order to ensure. So, this is talking about. Tottenham and Chelsea both going for strikers in a certain summer transfer window. In order to ensure that neither club missed out, the two respective club chairmen struck a deal whereby Chelsea agreed not to bid for Nottingham for Teddy Sheringham, (laughs) if Spurs agreed to leave the way open for the Blues to capture Norwich City's Robert Fleck. Didn't quite work out for for Chelsea (laughs) that one. Uh, Although Fleck is very highly thought of at Norwich, he's fourth in the list of all-time goal scorers. Uh, But I like the fact that later in his career, he went on to manage a team called This Town.
2: Ah a so gangster. No, yeah, see,
1: mm. eh? but apparently it's just a place in Norwich called This. <laughs> so not Norwich, eh, Norfolk.
0: Ah, oh, okay. North Norfolk, digital.
1: <laughs> uh, there was a good quote from him in one article. Read: "I'm not as fit as I was, but then again, I'm not as fat as I was uh, at some stages of my career." Every Friday before a game, I would have a Chinese and a few pints. Fair enough. Different era. Yeah, fun, uh, a better era. But uh, to to. Because I know you're going to have some sort of other depravity here. <laughs> uh, yeah. He now works as a teacher assistant at a school for children with complex needs, and while he was a professional at Norwich, he funded trips for a child with terminal illness for eighteen months before the child died. it's Robert Fleck, good egg. You're a good Top egg, man. Right, Tony, what are you Alan McInally.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, Sunrise, sunset. Uh,
0: this is uh, a <laughs> this is an exclusive oh, for the Daily Record from Simon Houston, who really does sound like a. Daily record journalist or an agent, Simon Houston. Uh, the daughter, uh, just exclusive, I want a divorce from my mum. <laughs> the daughter of former Celtics, Alan McIntyre, has revealed she wants to divorce her mum. She it going to do it? Because the mum claimed that <laughs> Alan McAnally kidnapped her. And took her down and took her down south, away from her. That's what and was and wasn't paying like the child support and stuff. Cool, the daughter disagrees <laughs> with The daughter of former Celtic and Scotland footballer Alan Rambo mcanally <laughs> claimed she was inspired by Home Alone star Macaulay Culkin, who divorced his own parents a few years ago to gain control of his millions. Wow. Um, but yeah, apparently the mum was she hated being at the mum's because she had to look after the young baby that she had. This girl also, the daughter also, didn't go to the mum's wedding and instead went on a cruise with Alan McAnally and his his new lady uh, because and he was it's actually quite sad. Really. <laughs> 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 um, uh, I had to I had to get her up in the middle of the night if she was crying so that my mum didn't have to get up. Stop reading. <laughs> <laughs> I was ten and Alex was eighteen months old. It happened twice a week for five weeks. You're um,
1: still
0: reading uh, uh, um, <laughs> if anyone, I am You can reading Don't you If anyone thought that Ah uh, this is what he said um, Alan McAnally he's, She's a happier wee girl Who isn't turning up In the With big dark bags Under her eyes From being up all night Feeding a baby He added If anyone thought that I Alan McAnally Sky TV presenter an ex-international no. footballer Had actually kidnapped My own daughter It would be more than Just a place at my door The media would be Camped outside as well
2: Tell me he's not started a sentence with If anyone thought that I Alan McAnally Sky TV presenter And (laughs) ex-international footballer
0: That's a quote It's a quote It's from Simon Houston So let's not get ahead of ourselves But it's a quote nonetheless So again There was humour in that But it's also a bit quite dark It would feel
2: hubristic For you to put that in your CV Let alone a natural quote Bloody hell Um, It goes on for a while But I'm not getting into any more (laughs) of this This section isn't at all What I imagined it would be (laughs) I'll leave i leave it with this one. I, sh- I should have listened to this section before coming. This is
0: Alan McAnally talking about his ex-wife. Yeah, not one says Ronna contact the police about the supposed kidnapping. She's a lot of mouth and no action. Whoa, oh my god. Wow. I <laughs> mean he knows he's being spo, he's talking to this an interview.
1: Wow. Right. Go for Scotland! <laughs> <laughs> Alan, have you got any more?
2: Um, d- <laughs> d- do you know I've got a bit of waffle about Craig Levine, but I, I feel like tonally it's probably a little bit off, so I would probably happily scrap it. Uh,
0: he's never a trophy, <laughs>
2: that's all we need to know.
1: I've got one more Argentinian. Uh, Thankfully, he's not jabbing people or uh, or kind <laughs> t- 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 of reality it,
0: TV show to be a barman. I trained to be a barman.
1: George Valdano uh, scored in the 1986 World Cup final. Uh, this. Uh, very good player uh, striker. While Maradona was in the side Jonathan Wilson put it as Messi's international record Might look rather better If he had the centre forward Of the calibre of George Valdano To play beside mm. uh, He also he Just had a sparkling career So won a World Cup Scored in the final Won the La Liga title as a player At the UEFA Cup with Real Won the La Liga title as a manager Was a Real manager When he beat Barcelona 5-0 at the Bernabeu uh, Also cost Real a title When he was manager of Tenerife beating them 2 0 on the final day. He also became Real's uh, sporting director or a job to that mm-hmm. uh, description later in his career they clashed with Mourinho and Mourinho refused to let him travel on the T bus. Um, that sounds
0: completely believable, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he did also he was also a well respected pundit and co commentator, kind of t- called a kind of football philosopher. He had a couple of quotes, I think I've ah oh, fuck, I've the to put one of them in. <laughs> oh, no, no, I've got it here. Is that the quote? No, uh,
2: he, he described... <laughs> Sounds uh, like an Alan McNally. <laughs> <hold on. Yeah. laughs>
1: he described Bradford as Jose Mourinho's style of football, as a shit hanging from a stick. Wow. Uh, he also said, every team that is good to the ball is also good to the whole public. Aww. But he also... Also, that's quite an interesting story. Mourinho lead. just like that, the way he just likes to be paid as a villain. It gives a power. <laughs> He also had quite an interesting story leading up to this game. So in 1987, he had to retire because it was found out that he contracted hepatitis B. He'd had it for several years, but his symptoms were just starting to get worse. And he was basically on a flight back from Red Star Belgrade match with Real. And he was sitting behind the, the president and he started having convulsions and spasms on the flight. So he pretty much quit football and even though he quit though or he kind of went on a hiatus to see if he could get cured he never could, his playing days were pretty much finished but he was offered a new contract Real. nice wee, um, what do you call it, uh, gesture there he was talked into returning in 1989 though by uh, Bilardo and he played in a few friendlies including this one before the World Cup however he got an injury three weeks before the tournament and couldn't play Oh, oh, bit of a sad ending. but like I said he did go and uh, become a very successful manager as well and yeah that, I think that brings us back after Tony's smart <laughs>
0: that's why I'm now, do, now only doing smart from now on <laughs> it's, good to, it's good to have a niche <laughs> it's, easy, yeah. it's easy it's Scottish footballers from times past. there's smart everywhere there was an interesting year just in Scottish football in general Aberdeen won both cups um, mm. it was the first time they'd won anything since Alex Ferguson had left um, and Mo Johnson signed for Rangers 1990. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we all know what made that news and it was the collapse of the Soviet Union the Channel Tunnel was built huh. and the Fresh Prince
2: of, of bel came on air This is great, this is like um, football years You know when they they have the music in the background And it tells you what happened that year This is great, I'm just kind of drifting off I just, uh, the the only thing that kind of saddens me about it Is you look at that result And you 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 look at some of the players that were involved And then you look at the squad that went to 1990 And I know it's the way all Scottish football stories ended But you wouldn't think that would have ended With a sort of chastening defeat against Costa Rica And then one of the most kind of of humiliating um, Well it's a long list But one of the most humiliating results in Scottish football history So yeah, but hey ho, that's the way it usually ends. We were quite up and down around
0: that period as well. If you really look at, it. like, we we lost to Egypt yeah. a couple of games after yeah, we beat Argentina. We got beat off Germany, then we about well, East Germany, then we got beat off. That's rubbish, Germany as well. Yeah, right. So we got we followed up the Argentina. <laughs> it's the win, worst one. We got beat off the worst Germany. <laughs> uh, we got beat off Egypt, who I'm assuming weren't a superpower back. Well, they're they're pretty. <laughs> good, they're, <laughs> pretty they're a pretty good team now, but I'm assuming they weren't that great <laughs> a, a team back then. Superpower, you um, we drew with Poland, and then we scrapped a two-one victory with good old Alan McAnally coming forward and, and scoring low goals.
1: Uh, yeah, we well kidnapped on his arm. Right, that's uh, <laughs> uh, enough for us. <laughs> Thanks very much for listening, Alan. You seem a bit shell shocked by.
2: No, that was an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for having me again. It was uh, it was eye opening. If you'd
1: like you to listen a little <laughs> bit more from Alan, we we're going to talk about the Celtic and Rangers games in the Europa League on our Patreon. Head over to patreon.com forward slash Ter Podcast. For as little as $2 a month you can get loads of content, and if you go to $5 a month, you get even more content. So you're the winner here. Sorry, say goodbye. We, we get nothing. Goodbye. <laughs> Alan. See you later. And goodbye for me and for the weekend. Hope you enjoy your football.
2: Sports Social Podcast Network.
0: Step into the world of power, loyalty.